to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 6, Episode 5, Colossal! I'm Denali, the extremely large host! I am Ryan. I'm, I, I guess I'm, uh, big as well. I'm fucking with Jason. I'm in Minnesota and I've had, like, 12 beers. Oh, oh, uh. Somebody's gotta be the, the person in the sandbox, guys. If... But it's 12 huge beers, because we're the biggest podcast in existence, right? Oh, you're not the, um, you're not the, uh... We're the three tallest <laughs> and largest hosts. Welcome to the Colossal Podcast. I'm colossally hammered right now. Oh, are you big, though? I'm huge. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the largest podcast on Apple Podcasts. Today we're going to be talking about big things like monster trucks, gala apples, and, and, um, uh, uh, oh, redwood trees, the largest tree in existence, and the great coral reef, largest life form by biomass. Giant whales. Is that, is that a real reef? What's the, wait, what's the, um, what's the largest whale? Blue. Blue whales, the largest whale. None of that tiny dolphin shit. <laughs> Suck it, dolphins. You do have a you have voice for radio. That's good. That's yeah, I have really a face nice. for it too. Specifically when doing the large voice, which I'm having a trouble. I'm having mm -hmm. trouble mimicking. Yeah. Without yeah. just yelling. Welcome to the tiniest podcast. We talk about little field mice uh -huh. and dolphins. The smallest whale. Dolphins little, are whales. Little tiny no, I don't think so. And also think they're the smallest. Are they, fu they, are they whales. fucking whales? What's the smallest? I'm going to Google it right now. Smallest whale. Just real quick. Don't want to belabor this. Smallest Narwhal. whale is the dwarf sperm whale. <laughs> 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 These jokes write themselves. <laughs> you think they just did that to just own this whale as hard as possible? <laughs> like the first one they met was kind of a like kind of an asshole. You know what? Let's call him the dwarf sperm whale. You, your children, and your children's children will be cursed. <laughs> There's actually a whale that's slightly larger called the fucking piece of shit small whale. So I think they were just kind of continuing the, the trend. Um, well, welcome to the show, guys. We're reviewing the movie Colossal with Anne Hathaway uh, as episode five of our Anne Hathaway watch-along season. Uh, we're at the halfway point now. Um, and we watched, uh, this is, Jace, this is your pick this week. Yeah. This was an interesting pick. I'm super psyched that we watched it. This will be an exciting episode. I'd like to say right now, um, audience, if you have not seen this movie, uh, maybe give it a watch, watch before it. you listen in. Yeah. yeah. This is. I think the the interesting thing is like I knew nothing about this movie other than Same. that Anne Hathaway and there's a giant monster. And there's a couple twists about the premise of the movie, mm -hmm. right? And so like even talking about the characters in the movie is going to be somewhat of a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, rather than agreed. like we can how we can talk about the characters yeah. and then the twist might be at like the end or something like that. But like I think they did a really good job of marketing this movie and completely caught me off guard. I mean, there's gonna Brent? be some people mad that I'm saying this that people think the twist is a spoiler, but it's, it's it's the premise. It's unexpected. Yes. Pull over onto the side of the road if you're on your commute. <laughs> Brent, yeah. <laughs> Brent, pull the movie up on your phone and just put mm -hmm. it on the center console and then um, sit there and watch the movie. Until work traffic was late. And tra traffic was a nightmare. It's, it's worth a watch. Everyone else pull over safely and, and watch uh, Colossal real quick before finishing this episode. We will wait. 
Okay, pause for pause for them to watch the movie. And welcome back, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the movie. And now we're going to break this movie down. I really think it was better going in cold, like you said, Ryan. Um, I'm glad I did. I didn't watch the trailer for this. I was strong. Yeah, oh, good. That, yeah. After the Halloween uh, What would the trailer for yeah. this movie show? Now, now you have yeah, me interested. Now you, I heard the marketing team was kind of like uh, put on blast a little bit because they mismarketed this movie. Yeah, um, that's I what think, a big thing I want to talk about, too. Because I would have, if, if I knew this was actually like a kaiju movie, I probably would have picked this up. Yeah. I, I wonder you consider if this a kaiju movie? Not at all. It's movies are rom com. Well, <laughs> okay, that's, don't don't open uh, this can of worms. That's we got, we got a subject a of, of debate. <laughs> it's a, we got a lot of fan mail from Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> oh, we got fan mail from my wife, who is upset <laughs> with me and has had conversations on two different days with me about how I'm wrong about my opinion about <laughs> the whole rom com debate. Is she on our side? Yeah, she's on your guys' side. And okay, like, cool. She uh, big ups, Julie. She came home from. She listened to half the episode one day, and then she was like, uh, "You know, I you really don't make sense. Like, what are you saying that does not make sense? <laughs> I I agree that I understand why they're confused, and I don't understand what you're saying. And I was like, "What? Did you do this the whole episode? I talk about it again. I clear everything up at the end." And so the next day she listened to the rest of the episode, and I did. And she's like, "No, you made absolutely no sense. It was worth." <laughs> Uh, we're fighting. You're sleeping on the couch until you uh, revise. I don't know opinion. what I'm supposed to th- think. The Comrom Drum. Um, I mean, well, Julie, uh, feel free to come on the show if you'd like. We'll have you on yeah, as a guest. Settle the score. And we can squash this put live the, on put air. The gloves on. Yeah, we might as well make money, um, if anything. Just monetize it. Mm. We make no money from the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. We might make royalties somewhere in the future. Uh, but yeah, this is episode five of the Annihilator herself. Um, how are you guys Ooh, that's feeling? A good one. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. How are you guys feeling at the halfway point? I like to do kind of like a vibe check. You know, halfway through, is it getting bland for you? Is it just kind of is it just enough variance? Like, I feel like for me, since she doesn't have as th- we talked about this before, as thick of a shtick, like a flavor, she's not like, all right, all right, I'm Anne Hathaway, guys. Like, I fucking put Texas barbecue sauce and every Like, you know, she doesn't have a, a thing that's consistent throughout the movies. Um, I'm not getting tired of the vibe, I think. Um, and I think her movies are pretty wide, like really broad. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. You know, if you had asked me last week, I would have. After Bride Wars, I might have ran out of the room screaming, but <laughs> we got a good one this week. I so it's that we watched Bride Wars. So we watched, um, you know, Devil Wears Prada, and then was it the last thing the he line. wanted, which yeah. was an extreme. You can say what do you want about that movie? Woo! You turn. <laughs> yeah, you turn. Episode three was Princess Diaries. Fun. Uh, episode four, Bride Wars. So, so far, I think this one is a humongous left turn. Colossal. Um, Colossal. Yeah. Col- fuck. Damn it. Okay. Hey, I'm, go ahead and take another take. Nope. Nope. Um, go ahead and disconnect. You're out. It of was po- a. Yeah, that's a third strike. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It was a colossal U-turn. Um, that was a good joke, huh, guys? He has the editing uh, power, Ryan. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm going to edit that in. We have to take that to our grave. I'm going to edit that in now, and people will know how funny I am. Um, but before we, we kind of continue on, can, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, you can ask me a question as long as it's not like 10 in a row for like a quiz segment. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so do you guys, um, will you guys play with me? Do you guys want to play with me? Ryan, we said he could ask us a question. We did not say that we have to answer. <laughs> so, 
play with me guys um what please play with me what podcast stick would you like to talk about ryan <laughs> i was thinking we i made a game guys let's play with the baby okay let's play with the baby yay <laughs> so this is you know it's probably stupid we can just edit it out if it ends up being stupid and dumb but i thought it'd be a fun well. thing for us to do and uh you know i don't know if you guys listen to the npr pop culture happy hour podcast absolutely not uh, it's a great pot. I'm not going to fucking plug them. They're NPR. They have enough. Um, but they have on pop culture at happy hour. They started doing this game called the cameo game, um, where they look at, are you guys familiar with the website cameo where you can yes. pay no. a celebrity to give you a personalized message? Oh, um, like Fiverr, but exactly because so, they were famous people and they were poor and had to pander to Fiverr. They needed to make their own website. Exactly. We, so, uh, we're using the word famous pretty loosely, right? Pretty loosely, but you can have people who are A-list celebrities. You can have, like, for example, if Ben Affleck was on there, you can have someone of that caliber, and he's like, hey, happy birthday, I'm Ben Affleck. Um, and then, Or you can have, like, your favorite character on Doctor Who or something. It's it's all the way down, um, or a famous local sports celebrity. So it's a pretty cool site. What uh, what the Pop Culture Happy Hour had done with their cameo game is, uh, it's kind of like The Price is Right, where they have people guess um, how much, yes, down in front, do they have porn stars on Cameo? They, I, I would be surprised if they didn't. I don't think they have I think like... that's I don't, like the whole... Yeah. That's like I don't, I don't think there's market. like... It's probably just like a regular shout. I don't think they film a porno and then they shout out Jace in mid-video. mid, mid video. Yeah. Hey, pick up to Jace. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I would have given them the script, right? So Yeah. Depends on how uh, much happy I'm Happy birthday. Please fund Lobsturricane. Okay. Anyways, next one. <laughs> So I wanted to play this for you because I searched through a lot of the old movies that we watched, including movies from this season, and picked out some stars that we have seen on the big screen. Really? And uh, I want to see if you guys can guess, uh, you know, based on like, I'm going to give you guys a number. Let's say, for example, I, you know, I, I pick Anne Hathaway, who's not who's not on Cameo. Um, and I'll say like, uh, Ryan, this is your turn. Anne Hathaway, $600 is the number I'm going to give you. Is it above or below six hundred dollars does oh, that kind of okay, make yeah. sense and you have a 50 50 chance of getting it right or wrong and uh the That's... numbers i'm picking are designed to be intentionally confusing it's not based on anything you have to kind of st strategize I, I what you guys I watched think good morning yeah. um is this a, a stolen bit from yeah. good mythical morning and npr is it good NPR mythical probably also do this Okay, well, I, we're adding a GBGB skin to this because these are celebrities from movies that we specifically watched. Good Mythical Morning did do a thing that Denali yes. has been doing for three years, so we get one. We get one. We get we get one. Yeah, what one. That's right. The Oreos thing. Yeah. How long have they been doing Oreo reviews? Oh, dude, they review so many Oreos and Kit Kats. They love Kit Kats. Fucking a. I've been doing Oreo reviews since 2019. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram, Denali K. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, Jace Barley. Jace Barley. He has a lot of good lifting content. If you ever want to see Jace's uh, tight ass squatting some heavy weights. Um, so let's do a practice run. We're gonna, I'm going to give you guys, uh, I'm going to let you guys go one at a time. This is kind of a different format than we normally do. And uh, I guess whoever has the most points wins. So I'm gonna, as a ground rule, some of these actors, I had to dig a little bit. You guys are allowed to Google them. You just can't look at the cameo price. You can oh, Google okay. them. You can look at them. You can even type in the the name of the movie next to their name, just so you can kind of like visually see, see them and be yeah. like, okay. So this right, is Ryan. an honor thing. Like, are you listening to the clicks coming through my microphone to make sure that I'm not saying like Ryan Reynolds? Listen, cameo. We we have always <laughs> gone off the honor system. If you well, wish to cheat, you can, but just know your victory is empty and hollow and means fucking nothing. 
as opposed to our honorable victories that are legitimate through our show. And you're lying in front of all your fans. So uh, I don't think any of that's going to turn you please. <laughs> Do as you please. I love cheating to win. That's all life is, really. It's cheating to win. Okay, Ryan, I'm going to have you go first. I'm going to have you do Heather Matarazzo, who is Anne Hathaway's oh, best friend is, yeah. in the movie. Okay? Think about the Dorothy Fred's best friend. Long ago, so. Okay, perfect. Um, your number for a personalized message from Heather Matarazzo is going to be $50. Is it above or below $50? Do I get to know how long the message is? No. I'm going to be no um, hints. Um, Below. Below $50. The correct answer is $100 for a personalized what? video. Uh, for a business, it's fourteen hundred dollars. What? Who would who would who would want that? Yeah, uh, yeah it's, Princess um, Diaries fans. She she does. I, I believe she does quotes. I think she's like very cool about it. Uh, she's got oh. a lot of great reviews. Okay. Yeah. Right. This is outside mm-hmm. of this game, which Denali, yes. thank you for thinking of this, putting it together, and bringing us podcast content. This is just the most simpy bullshit. <laughs> if you've paid for a cameo. And like not really like as a joke for like someone else. Above a hundred dollars for somebody. Well, I mean, she, this actor, this actor has other work, right? That I am not keen to. So somebody, Ryan's favorite question: Could this be somebody's favorite movie? Could this be somebody's favorite actor? It could be. You know, let's say like these are also. Don't forget, people buy cameos as gifts. So let's say you're looking for a pick me up, and uh, you bought fucking you bought me Keanu Reeves doing Point Break. Uh, for hundred dollars, I would be beyond psyched. You think Keanu Reeves is only a hundred bucks? No, he's not a cameo. I, I fucking look for Keanu Reeves. I would pay big buckaroonies for him to to give me a good old point break message. That's part of the the economics of this thing too, because some some celebrities they just do like ten dollars at a time, do a quick message. Hey Ryan, happy birthday, bye. Um, but some you pay like big money and they'll do a long ass message, say all the fucking quotes. You know, they do some pretty sick shit. Jace, are you ready for your question? I'm ready for my question, and I just want to say yes. they might read fanfic. They would. So, which, like, some celebs would it go has all to be, out. Okay, yeah. I'm pulling myself back in. Um, Jace, your uh, your guy is Eric Von Detten. He was the uh, blonde, popular boy in Princess Diaries that she was trying to get with initially. And remember, you guys can Google, you can, you can research if you like, if it would help you. Eric Von Detten, he's got 54 reviews. Okay. Your number is $200 above or below. How much is a cameo from Eric Von Detten? The popular handsome boy from Princess Diaries. I'm going to have to go with lower. Um, uh, that is correct. He has $50 for a personalized video from uh, Eric Von Denton. And uh, I believe he's listed as Princess Diaries. I think he does it in character, <laughs> which is so Oh my God, tight. that's amazing. Um, I think that's worth every fucking petty. All right, Jace has one point currently. The next one, Ryan, I'm going to have you do... Okay, you can. Uh, you might need to look this up, okay? <laughs> Listen, this is hard to fucking Bring find it. people with Bring goddamn it. cameos. All right, this is going to be Tracy Toms. She was in Devil Wears Prada. Okay, I know this is a stretch. Tracy Toms was one of Anne Hathaway's friends, okay? She was the, the one, one she gave the purse, the purse to in oh, the bar. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, remember we caught, caught her smooching, Christian? Can I look at her IMDb? You may. I gave Jace a hint. So I, yeah, you I will said also number of reviews. I was about to object. Okay. Fighting, okay. I'll, I'll I'll give you another helpful hint then. Okay. As just not to not show any hint of favoritism. She was also in Rent. Okay. So keep that in mind. I don't know what that is. Rent is a is a very uh very popular musical. Oh, she's in Looper. So you got musical stands. She was in Looper. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm gonna um, give you number. I'm gonna give yeah. you number. Above or below, thirty five dollars. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a below. Below 35. Let's look at the survey. 
fifty dollars for personalized message from Tracy Toms. What does she do? Um, I'm thinking it's like she was one of the leads in Rent, so I'm thinking she's probably the Rent heads. You know, the musical stands. Um, she's Dr. Reviews. Diane Lewis in Station 19. People love that show. Okay, Jace, this is so we're at we're at uh, one point, Jace. You're doing a very good job. Um, you have a very economic mind. The next one, okay? This this is you might need to look this up. Rebecca Mater. She was in Devil Wears Prada. She was one of Meryl Streep's personal assistants. She had red hair. She was in the scene. She was in the Sara Lee and Blue scene. She was presenting Meryl Streep with belts. And she was like, oh, which belt? And that's when Anne Hathaway was like, teehee, they're all the fucking same. And then Meryl Streep's like, what the fuck you just say? Sara Lee and Blue, blah, blah, blah. Yo, she was in Warehouse 13. We should do a... Uh, how are you? I don't even places know. Places and numbers. Yeah. What? How do you do all these <laughs> places and numbers movies? Good movie? It's just his brain's just a tune. Well, Warehouse 13 was a TV show on sci-fi on the oh. sci-fi channel where there's a... Yeah, oh, man. I know what you're talking about. I watch this shit every summer. Yeah. Okay, so she was in Warehouse 13. Uh, she was also in Once Upon a Time and Lost. Your number for Rebecca Mater. You have her in your head. Above or below $100. Above or below $100. Um, I'm actually going to have to go with below on this one. I'm thinking a soft like 70. All righty. Uh, it looks like a mess personalized message from Rebecca Mater is going to be $150. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That must be um, one hell of a message. Let me just say that much. Yeah. Um, and also, a portion of all proceeds go to the Hollywood Food Coalition. So uh, that's pretty fucking cool. Maybe. Oh. And, oh, she oh she was Dr. Charlotte Lewis from Lost. Oh, I fucking remember. Yeah. Okay. Maybe she does some like Lost, Lost, Lost bits or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or maybe she, does, she says Sarah Lee in Blue. Maybe that might be a... She's in 22 cool. episodes of Lost. Um, okay. I, th I, I think that's an inflated number because of the proceeds going to a, a worthy cause. Because um, that's true. That's true. We should probably dock for that. Um, Jace, you get a half a point. Are you serious? Um, no. <laughs> uh, She's from Cambridge. She's in Cambridge. 67 episodes of Once Upon a Time. That probably is. That's probably. that's That show's got some serious fucking fans. Ryan, if you're ready. Yeah. This one. This one's a, 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 a fairly fairly big name okay this is john c mcginley from point break he was the police commissioner he was the boss he was also in scrubs as the mean doctor oh that yes. guy i love that yeah. guy yes so you know you got to think about what kind of messages this dude's gonna be laying down oh i he's he's doing some personal i've actually i think i've heard all he's right. a good guy so all right i so think he's laying down some your big, number big ones. your number is above or below 450 dollars John C. McGinley. I was saying big. I was saying seriously, like, like two hundred bucks. What kind of message are you gonna be given? Oh, he's I'm giving a mean him, doctor. He's happy birthday, Ryan. He's gonna call me a different name. Yeah, happy birthday, Bobo. No, that's from Scrubs. He calls JD. <laughs> uh, I think that's gonna above be or below four fifty dollars. I'm going with it. I'm going with above. Oh, you think it's above four hundred fifty dollars? Personalized above. message. Well, Ryan, you are correct. $475 for a personalized message wow. from your boy, John C. McGinley. Wow. We're at 1-1. One, one. You guys tied it up. So I have, uh, I, have, I have another one here for Jace. Yes. And I'm, I'm trying to remember what he was in, but I'm just going to say the actor because you might know him. Yep. Okay. This is Wayne Knight. Okay. Oh, no way. You may look up Wayne Knight. I'm sure you'll recognize him if you just look, took a look at him. He's what in Jurassic he Park. Yeah, he's, he's in the... Seinfeld. See, in nobody Channel. cares. Yeah, it's perfect. No, it's perfect. Nobody cares. What? Uh, doesn't he have kind of a like a squeaky um, kind of like a? Did he have a squeaky voice? Did he have? Yeah, a... well, so he he's kind of gets squeaky when he gets like scared. Nobody cares. Nobody. Is it Italian? Uh, no. 
I think was we it, should probably not. It's a little Italian. It's kind of it's kind of a little low and kind of also groany. I think. See, see, no, no. See, nobody cares. I haven't heard, I haven't watched Jurassic Park in like fifteen years. I thought he was gravelly, um, if anything. Was it? Nobody cares. This is bad. This is Let's a bad not podcast. Do that. Let's um, not do this. Wayne, Wayne Knight, Jace. All right, your your number here. Okay, uh-huh. above or below three hundred dollars. Okay. People love this, Wayne Knight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, and the the four hundred fifty and especially not. I think the hard part is not knowing anybody that I think would buy one of these. I'm not gonna waste three hundred dollars. I'm I gonna mean, go above. I'm gonna go in that. Gonna go above. Above. You shooting up? Uh, his price is three thirty. Jace, you got this. <gasps> oh, Two wow. one. Wayne Knight. That sounded closer. Muffin That's... bottoms. No. no, okay. I gotta listen to a. Give me a second. I gotta listen to. Yeah, a... just, just listen to it. Give Newman, us your best. Yeah, give us your best one once once you get it. Yeah, okay. It's a little bit lower, and then it kind of fades to that. It pitches up, is what it sounds like. Can you can you just give us your your best one, your best take? I uh either play a dumb schlep or a nasty weasel. That was pretty good. That was pretty good, Jace. That is a quote from uh, his Late Night with Conan O'Brien. He literally just said that in the video. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes. Whatever. So Wayne Knight biopic, uh, cast Jace, please. Uh, okay, Ryan, we're 2-1. Let's see if you can catch us up. Your guy is a certain dude named Gary Busey. Oh, he was in man. Point Break. All right. Okay, he there's two Keanu's ways partner. to interpret this. Is I that know. This is probably yeah. the most famous person we've had yet. Yeah. But Debatable. also, Gary has hit rock bottom. A couple times. And Whoa. popped back up a couple times. He had okay. a very bad brain injury from a motorcycle accident. Oh. And, yeah, lost his mind, like, when he was at the height of his stardom. And so, like, I think he's been... He's had some problems over the years, I think. That's the yeah. best way to say it. But, like, uh... He was in Sharknado 4, which means we can get him for Lobster Cane. God, yes. this guy fucking rules. So this is I a fucking per- love this dude. potential yeah. future uh, co-worker here. That's right. Um, if you would, Gary, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just going to read you his description a little bit here. Um, I love all caps doing shout outs for you. Please book on the cameo website. I don't do requests booked on the app. Send your ideas and I'll improvise a great message for your loved one's heart emoji. Business brands only mentioned at business rate. He does have a business rate, um, which I will, I will let you guess for, uh, so let you guys the guess first for person. <laughs> they all do. But okay. Ryan, a cameo from Gary Busey. Okay. Wait, what number did you say? You didn't say number. I'm, I'm thinking of a number. Okay. Oh, was, oh, did that, that, was Ryan pointing down? Or you? <laughs> I was saying it's low. It's gonna be low. Cameo from Gary Busey above or below eight hundred dollars. Below. Are you just, below? I mean, he said he's improving. Um, I think it's below. There's no way this guy's popping out eight hundred bucks for a little message. Well, Ryan, the correct answer is three hundred ninety-five. So you are correct. Oh, okay. okay. That's still was it higher than, 10 times higher than I thought it was going yeah, to be. Yeah, it is, it is higher. And he also does a uh, live meetup. Wait, wait, wait. Like, oh, or do we Jace, get to... Actually, he has, he has two more. I'll let you both do this. Jace, for the live meetup, uh, a video, like a Zoom chat with him, I want you to go above or below $600. Does it have a time limit? Can I ask that question? It doesn't say. doesn't say a live meetup. Um, you said it was... I'm going to go above. I think it's... No, no, no. Yeah, 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 I think it's going to be twice the amount of him doing a personal recording. 
All right, um, you say above. That is going to be, yep, 11.85 is the live meetup for Gary Busey. If you guys want to pull in some money and just get him on the show anyway. It's anyways. not even live. <laughs> it's like, it's virtual. Virtual. It's virtual. Live. It's live virtual. Yeah. Live so, temporally, not spatially. Yes. You can't spit on him? You can't spit on him. I wouldn't do him. that. Um, That's assault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you, can't, you still can't, anybody. though. You can't either way. Do, does He's he have a spit on me rate? Yeah, um, he well, does have a spit on website. me rate. He does have a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you guys are, what, three, two at this point? Ryan, I'm going to let you have a chance for a bonus point, though. Uh, Gary Busey's business rate to give you a shout-out for your company, customers, or employees, uh, any type of that stuff, I want you to guess above or below $2,000. I think that's probably about the live cost. It's probably in probably about 1000 Maybe, you know, I think people like these big round numbers. So I'm going to say below. Below 2,000. I would have gone up. I think it's going to be like 3,500. Yeah. Book a cameo for business with Gary Busey to shout out your business. $5,000. 5,000 big ones. The first question that he asked where Denali told us the business for the best friend was like 10x the the base price. So look at this guy doing uh, some logic. All right. We're on to the bonus round, okay? And we're almost done. Chase, I'm gonna have you guess this one. He's, this guy wasn't. This guy wasn't on any movie we watched. Uh, but uh, it's it's Chris Hansen from Dateline, okay? Chris, he does cameos. What? <laughs> this dude fucking does cameos. I thought he was like. I honestly thought he was like a government official. Uh, no, he's just a TV star. Um, I don't know what he says in his cameos, but he's got over 3,500 reviews. Okay. Whoa. I don't know what the fuck he says. I don't says. know why, like, that you think that would be a good gift for somebody. Imagine that. I mean, like, I got a, I got a message from... I'm here to catch a predator. <laughs> he's like, take a seat. Come on, take a seat. What are you doing? Um, all of his, his, his reviews are extremely high. They're like, 10 out of 10, Mr. Hansen got plenty of laughs. Highly detailed message. Super hilarious. Highly recommend. Um, Guys, it's probably the same message. This is my best friend's house. He invited me over. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Ryan. So yeah, Jace, like the same script essentially. I want you to guess a cameo with Chris Hansen of Dateline, above or below two hundred dollars. Hmm. Do you know he's the same age as the guy from Scrubs? Sixty-two. Oh shit. Yeah. John McGinley. Um. So factor that in as well. It's harder for older people to use computers, so it's like, you know, he's probably going to factor Yeah, if you're price. the same age as John McGinley, Cameo makes you charge more. I think he could be, Chris Hansen could be more well-known mm-hmm. than McGinley. We all know him. But, you know, it's like, he's more well-known, but I don't know, like, you know, I literally only, like, To Catch a Predator is, I don't even, what is Dateline NBC? It, I don't think he's in anything else, is he? Um... Shit, though. Uh, I'm going to say below on this one. All right. A cameo with Chris Hansen is $75. JC, you were right. Wow. That's a deal. That's a deal. Yeah. That's a fucking sweet deal, dude. So, like, that, you know, now I can see what people buy. Maybe it's uh, for just for the novelty. It's, it is a little weak. It kind of fucked up. But it's kind of it's kind of morbid. <laughs> it's kinda, it, it, it is, right? It is. But a lot of people said he's a pretty funny dude. Um, Ryan, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to give you a chance to tie it up. All right. He's back for two points. This two points. This is a two point question. You could tie it up and I'll have one more. Okay, Ryan, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a one shot chance. Uh, This is for Marcos Jeeves, Keanu Reeves impersonator. Okay, this dude dresses uh, just like John Wick and he does a pretty dang good Keanu Reeves impression. He uh, looks like kind of like Keanu Reeves second cousin. Very uh, like 25 percent there. Um, 
He's pretty popular. For Marcos Chiefs, Keanu Reeves impersonator, I want you to think above or below two hundred dollars. Well, it's not an actual celebrity, you know. It's it's not. But there's impersonators so he, are common here. Like right, there's an Obama impersonator has, who makes it in. Like bits ready to go, right? Because that's like his whole thing. He's come up with the shtick. It's not a person who's like you know. Right. Hmm. I think if he's making a livelihood, probably above. Above two hundred. Ryan, you're correct. $999. What? <laughs> For Marcus Jeeves. That's insane. He will give you a personalized message. He's got high reviews. That's not what I was I was expecting you to say. $201 or something. Yeah, that's that's pretty high. Uh, apparently it's pretty good. Okay, guys. Um I'm gonna, we got one more. Uh, this is a tiebreaker. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a buzz in here, okay? Okay. For this last one for the tiebreaker, this one is for an Agent Smith impersonator, okay? He is from the Matrix and is a computer program. He will give you a personal... Yes, an impersonator. Uh, not the real Agent Smith. He does have the same sunglasses and getup. He has 159 reviews. I want you to guess above or below $100 for a personalized Agent Smith message. Hello! I want above. Hello. Happy birthday. Ryan's above. Jace? Uh, you gave a lot of information for the John Wick one. I'm going to go below. The correct answer is $35. Ah. Uh. Below, Jace, you are the winner. Sudden death, mate. That's a respectable that a win. Good, I think that's a respectable win. I'm okay good, with that. Yeah, yeah. Handshakes to both of you guys. That was a clean match. You, you put on a great show for the audience. All right. Um, and I, I won't lie, guys. I, I had a lot of money on Jace. I was I was kind of in the hole. I was kind of like really nervous. So Jace, I'm like so glad you won. Do you want me to um, do a cameo for so, you? Uh, yeah, yeah, please, please. To make some of the money back. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, give it. Uh, Who's it for? Uh, it's for me. And um, let's do let's do birthday. Let's do birthday. Okay, I got a birthday coming up. Happy birthday, Mr. K girl. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Jace, I'm glad you you, you saw that I, I asked for a Marilyn Monroe uh, request. So uh, yeah. thank you for that. And folks, if you want a cameo from Jace, uh, what's your rate? Oh, like if somebody actually asked for it free. Yeah, you do a free cam. You can't do fucking free cameos, dude. You I'll do. Z- on the site. I will do yeah. zero dollar cameos if $0 you $0 leave cameos? this in the episode and somebody <laughs> asks for it. Yeah, Jace will do cameos. Um, yeah. I'll do. I'll do one dollar cameos. No, I've I'll been, do negative one. I'll I've undercut been you. begging I'll for you. fanfic. For, <laughs> yeah, for I will two actually. If someone, now, like, someone wants to take the time, yeah. to write like a script. Remember, yeah. we said we would read any fanfic. Mm-hmm. So if you Almost take any. the time out of your day, we will. Yeah, I mean that's the best we could do. We'll read it. So I think the three of us, just as supplementary income, we could start cameos. Just yeah. you know, do shout outs, I mean, do personalized messages. But there's like three people who want that kind of stuff, and I mean that's I I would like, like cameos the one from dude from Ireland. Uh, but congratulations, Jason! You're the cameo champion. You are the king of guessing prices. Maybe it's time for you to take that on the big screen with the prices right for cameos. My cousin was on the prices right. Wait, no shit. Yeah, she was. Have I met your cousin? Emily from Pennsylvania, Baltimore. I don't think so. Yeah, Maybe. did she win? How'd she do? I don't think she won. Okay, okay. I remember uh, in Alaska, we had our librarian who went on uh, Wheel of Fortune. I remember that was like a big deal for our town. Hmm. Yeah, they like they, she like couldn't say how much she won because it was like a spoiler, and they like had her sign an NDA for like six months. D- didn't we have somebody in our like up in Alaska who was like a Jeopardy buff? 
uh, Ryan, don't you watch Jeopardy? Yeah. But I think I'm not I think like, I know no, I mean, I like, like so, one, one of the, I think one of the, like the librarian at yeah. the, our I think, school. I think it was a on... librarian, yeah. Oh, was it, that Jeopardy then? Yeah. Pardon me. They're all the same to me. It's just what I watch at my grandparents' house. I want to do it sometime. Or... I just got to. Ryan, like... you can literally send in the tapes from you on our game shows <laughs> on this podcast. I, I <laughs> watch, I do pretty good. I can, I, yeah. I get usually about 66 to 75% of them. But I just don't, I don't have the buzzer right like yeah. buzzer skill is most of them. But I know usually I get about two thirds to three quarters of them. Well, the biggest thing is like they want characters, right? I mean they they want people who are smart, but someone who's also going to attract the viewers. Like, do you have a character that you'll go on yeah. with? Like, what's your yeah, kind so this of, is actually yeah. kind of funny. I think yeah. about this a lot. Uh, I'm gonna do just a complete and utter dumbass. <laughs> like uh, you know, like I don't know where the buzzer is. I don't know where my microphone yeah. is. Nice, uh, nice. Every question, I'm just like. If I don't know, if I buzz in on by accident, I'm going to click on every single question. And here we have uh, Ryan, a lawyer from New <laughs> and York. And I'm facing the wrong direction. <laughs> what? Which camera? You'll Who said that? I'm camera shy. Oh, fuck. That guy's representing me. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I, I want to buzz in on like every single question. And then just get, if I don't know the answer, just say like New Hampshire. Like say something that obviously is not even right, and say it like so confident. A jumbo jar of pickles. <laughs> yeah. Um, but guys, I actually did pay for a cameo on our show. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna connect him real quick here. Um, he might end up taking my video here. Well, it's um, live. Let's see here. Let's see. Yeah, it's live. Oh, hey guys. Hey, can you guys hear me? Uh, what's up? It's me. Who is this? <laughs> it's it's me, Kr. It's Kr Reeves. Hey, I was just <laughs> talking to hey guys. I was just talking to Ryan about something. One, appreciate having you on the show. Uh, two, oh, I no. really think you phoned in your performance on the newest Bill and Ted, and I'm kind of huh. disappointed. So okay, that hurts a little bit, but that's that's fine. I keep rolling through it. I told um, you I appreciated you being here. I hit you yeah. with a good and a bad, you know. So. Okay, that's 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 pretty cool. Kind of kind of a hostile energy right off the gate. Um, but just wanted to visit you guys during your Keanu season. Um, I know you guys do a Keanu podcast. Oh, you're I'm late really for that. Excited well, actually, it's not. To... It's not a Keanu podcast. It's Anne He's... Hathaway, actually, right it's now. A, uh, Anne Hathaway. That's a very different actor from me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fresh, fresh air. You know. We don't take a lot of uh, the same same roles, but uh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, was she, was she, is she in a movie with me or anything? We're like, what? Well, um, I don't think so. I yeah. Don't know. Okay. The movies are pretty good. Is she in a movie with you? You don't know who Anne Hathaway is? She might. I make a lot of them. Uh, I don't even know, man. I it's a lot of lot of stuff. Uh, she seems hey, great. Uh, do you? Do you yeah. uh, one question. One question. Yeah. And again, course, really respect question. the trade. Do you yeah. think that uh, your uh, movie, you know, involving mm -hmm. samurais? Um, what the, what's the name of that movie? I'm, I can only think of the uh, last samurai with Tom Cruise. Let's, oh God, Ronin something Ronin 47 Ronin do you think 47 Ronin should have been in Japanese I mean uh I, I can't speak Japanese like super good but uh I guess I guess that would be that would be cool I mean I don't know people always say they like the last samurai better because they kept a lot of the legit Japanese in there oh, Tom um, Cruise. and, I mean, and people yeah Tom oh God Tom Cruise is so hey you're taller cool. than him though so I'm taller I'm 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 more handsome. I mean, let's yeah, fucking I, let's let's fucking. Your you teeth know. are centered. I mean, let me just say this about. Let me just say this is Keanu Reeves. Fuck Tom Cruise. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> okay. No. 
Wow, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah, fuck Tom Cruise, all right? His stupid fucking Last Samurai movie, and I, I don't even like the Mission Impossibles. I think... What? Um, really? Well, yeah, why don't you like I about just, I understand I not just, like number two. Yeah. It's just too... It's like, look how fucking action-y this is. You know, like, have you ever... Okay, have you ever seen The Matrix? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Oh weird! Sorry, I, I just I realized I'm in that I'm in that movie. It's so weird. Have um, you thought about uh, maybe getting Tom Cruise in the next John Wick? Yeah, I just I don't think he'll fit. Um, it's kind of large shoes to fill. The he frames are a lot of places. very large. You know, he yeah, he's kind of compact. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I would like it just to have invite him on you know on stage like with me on the camera and then just pull his pants down and be like, ha ha, take that, Tom Cruise. How you much did idiot. he pay for this cameo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah. No, he he gave me the full uh, the full time. So like, what movie do we watch, guys? Like, I'll I'll just you know I'll just kind of keep it rolling. Um, what's I, what's the movie? I think for synergy. KR, yeah. as much as I'd love to have you here, we're gonna have to bring uh-huh. Denali back. What? You guys don't? You guys don't want to fucking review the movie? No, he's, we gotta go. We just have we we yeah. we need to. I'm kind of busy. Yeah. Yeah, I I oh, did. I loved cool. meeting yeah. you. Um, and you didn't watch the movie, and I, the, we have spoilers. I've yeah. seen the movie. What's what's the movie? I've probably seen it. What's what's which? Is it one of the uh, Devil Wears Prada? I fucking love that movie. No. This week uh, it's we're one of the big ones reviewing Colossal. What the fuck is Colossal? Why would you yeah. watch that? Because it's okay. a pretty good movie. It's actually pretty good, yeah. Oh, yeah, it sounds stupid. It's better All right. than the new Bill Okay, and guys, Ted. you know what? I can, I, can, I can read the room. Okay, I can read I can read the fucking room. Apparently All right. not. Um, so what did you guys think of the new Matrix? Just, just before, just before I go, just before I go. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I it was think. okay. Yeah, it was pretty good. They told me I liked it. Okay. I just needed that boost. Just been kind of feeling weird about the Matrix. Uh, I listened to your guys' episode. And it was just kind of seemed like a weird, well, then uh, weird, weird vibes. I just want to hear it from you guys. See we you said guys it was okay. Liars. Kind of a poor man Sahara. Yeah. That's okay. All right. Anyways, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm gonna go. Um. Eat shit, Tom Cruise. And uh, I'll see you guys later. Oh, hey guys. Sorry, I was in the bathroom. Did um. Wait. Shit. Did, did Keanu already come through? He, he just came? left, man. Oh, and he. Yeah. He, he rolled in and he rolled out. Okay, I don't want to tell you guys how much I spent on that, but I'm kind of like a little bummed that I didn't hear any of it. Uh, what did he did he shout at the show? Did he um did he plug did he plug? He the didn't show? have much time in between Ryan and I. Just you know, did you guys did he do like, like a GBGBs? Like you're listening to the GBGBs, so we can kind of tag that in the beginning. I, I kind of oh, asked that you would that do that. Probably he, you asked him to do that. Yeah, did you guys he distract him that, with something? So you should probably get a refund. Yeah. Did you guys like upset him in any way? I uh, told him you hated him. <sighs> Did you guys? He actually seemed okay with that, though. Did you guys bring up Forty Seven Ronin? Yeah. And you guys didn't didn't bring out Last Samurai, right? Like, uh, we did. He fucking he, like, he, he did. Gets, he gets a little like really hostile. I like I was on the did. phone with him to prep yeah. him for the show, and he actually like got really in my face about Last Samurai. Yeah, oh, we talked was... about Tom Cruise a lot too. Yeah, it was like mostly Tom Cruise banter, which is kind of weird for this. <sighs> yeah, it's gonna be weird. But I'll probably edit weird, it, especially in the Anne yeah. Hathaway season. It's kind of yeah, it, it is a little, it is a little weird. He um, hasn't seen I'm Colossal, gonna, I'm gonna, probably. So I don't know why I, I asked him to see the movie. He was gonna do the whole review, so I'll probably I'll, I'll, I'll email him. He didn't even sound like email <laughs> I don't see. That's the other thing too, right? Like a lot of his reviews say he doesn't he doesn't sound the wow. same in the movie. Huh. Maybe he's just he's relaxing, yeah. you know. Uh, hey, well, let's let's just get to the review, guys. I, I'm I sorry to just to cut in know. here again. Yeah. Uh, this is not a Keanu Reeves episode. I was not yeah. happy with the newest Bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> did you? St- did you- <laughs> now that he's gone, um, let's. This is a safe uh, space to criticize Keanu.
I've watched it on the plane. I'm going to give it like a four. Okay. In the in the hierarchy, is that the bottom of the Bill and Ted's? Of the Bill and Ted's? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Well, that's that's what we should... Let's, let's give Anne Hathaway her due time. Why was Kid Cudi in it? Let's, uh, he, Kid Cudi was in it? Yeah. He's in, like, a lot of it's random... A, sh- okay, okay, let's... let's yeah! <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, all right. Uh, let's, let's get into Colossal, guys. The, the, the fans are itching for it. They watched the gosh darn movie. They, they sat there through the pause. Chase, you got the, you got the pick and synopsis? Yeah. You want to give us the down low? Yeah, so I picked Colossal because it had a terrible... If It would be a flop. Yeah monetarily it did not make much money at all i noticed that uh, i looked that up i i was i uh saw that it was listed as like a low budget movie it yes but it still lost like <laughs> every dollar i've spent and uh i would not judge this movie based on that you know sometimes that can be a big uh because it is low budget and it and it did underperform but uh anyway so colossal starring ann hathaway and jason sudeikis as the i would say the main two um, Anne Hathaway, and no easy way to say this, is an is Anne. Is Anne a um, <laughs> is Anne Hathaway. I don't okay, I don't know if that's a kosher way to say it. She's an abuser. She's a an ad, she is addicted to alcohol and she's uh, an alcoholic, yeah. She's I mean, an alcoholic. Um I think the implication was that she was other things as well. Yeah. Not just alcohol. I could see that we don't see that much of that in the movie, so it would only be the implication. But she's she is very much an abuser of alcohol, and she has a group of friends who kind of prop that up and um and are not really interested in, in being her friend more so more so the partying. But uh, that's like the very short amount of the movie. So Anne Hathaway moves home after some troubles with her significant other uh, regarding her alcoholism and meets up with Jason Sudeikis's character, who runs a bar. Uh, he's very warming, very welcoming. Uh, she begins to hang out with him and his kind of group of kind of misfit, also addict friends um, in in their own way. And uh, what we find out is that due to an event in the past, Anne Hathaway uh, becomes how do you get to say this? Controls a a large monster that precipitates in soul. <laughs> In, in South Korea. And uh, whenever she is at the, sa- at the same time every day when she is in this speci- when she is in the sandbox, maybe even out of it, uh, this creature appears um, and it mimics what she does. And uh, really what it kind of comes down to is is Jason Sudeikis goes from being a really good character to to being to being an abuser, to being uh, mm-hmm. somebody who we know from her childhood struggles with control and with Anne's image of being better than him and uh he also he turns into a robot when he's in the sandbox yeah he's the same ability <laughs> it's a sandbox in a playground and as, as well, well. Like, yeah it's, yeah it's like they, yeah in a children's playground and we we've got some some implication here because um he's a controller he's an abuser he's attempting to keep those around him kind of under him and he threatens her if she's going to leave that he's going to go into the sandbox and he's going to just destroy Soul. He's going to every single day. He said he's going to go back and he's going to kill a bunch of people. And that's yeah. okay to he him. He sucks shit. He yeah. sucks shit. And um, we're really the movie is kind of about Anne Hathaway one overcoming her addiction, but uh, two tossing Jason Sudeikis forty miles. Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude, that was a yeet for the record books. <laughs> 
That's the, the best first, death. The first, best death in this entire movie series. The first thing, literally, as it was happening before my eyes, I was like, Jace is gonna love this. <laughs> I thought she was gonna, like, squeeze him or yeah, pop, pop his pop head his, off. Yeah, pop his he- eyes out or something. But fucking throws him, like, Team Rocket and becomes a star. Yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> like, out of focus. The thing that I love about that scene is there there is an implication for the viewer that yeah. in this situation based on him begging for his life you might let him go but right. then he calls her a bitch and yeah the thing about it is she cannot hear him because no, she, she is can't. in soul so <laughs> she she had made the decision to yes. throw him <laughs> without hearing what he said so she picks him up it's like Eek! <laughs> Which was still Man. a valid decision. I would have still fucking thrown yeah. him. She kind of just like tossed him, and he went like yeah. over the mountains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine if she like did the double hop baseball, you know, from the outfield throw. Oh, like break the sound barrier. Uh, he becomes you know, a, a heat, a heat pile. Yeah. <laughs> just blows him out of the the atmosphere. Yeah, like this. I think this to get to get to Anne. Like I think this was a really interesting role for her. Um, I think this was. Kind of in, along the same lines of the last thing he wanted, but I think in a done way better. Yeah, I, I like know. I totally agree with that. It's like yeah. it's a very different movie. Obviously, they're not. Yeah, it's one's not a political thriller, but yeah, it's the same idea where she has her character's not perfect. She has flaws, mm-hmm. and like she's um, a mess. Yeah, yeah. Princess Diaries. It's almost like the frame is everybody else has flaws. This woman is perfect, and Devil Wears Prada is more like it's okay to have flaws because these other people are insane and yeah. uh this movie is just like you know what this person's kind of not that great of a person really yeah. yeah and she was frustrating to watch sometimes and it was sad like you would see literally in real time how she'd fuck up her life or make weird decisions and you're just like shit but it was kind of refreshing to see her take a role like that but also like i think that goes along along with jason sudeikis's character because he, he kind of wants it. dude he yeah. did so good like with some so there's stank. a lot of things I didn't like about this movie, but like, and sometimes the decisions the characters made, but like, yeah, man, I bought that he was like a real person. I was like, is Jason Sudeikis actually an asshole? Yeah, and <laughs> I, so his whole he did thing so good. I thought I thought maybe like I thought maybe they uh, meant the character to be normal, like a nice person. And Jason, whenever the camera, he didn't think the camera was rolling. That's like how he actually acted. <laughs> and they just decide to keep that I mean, footage yeah his whole thing is that he wants Anne to be in this certain box right he wants her to be like the girl from out of town who they're gonna fall they're gonna fall in love and once she starts kind of acting outside of the bounds that's when you see his whole character kind of unravel even earlier when she reveals all that the giant robot giant creature shit he's not interested in that pretty much at all he's more interested in their relationship let's get back to the things I'm buying you or let's get back to you being here um and I feel like it was hinted at really early that he was kind of an insecure dick mm-hmm. okay so mm-hmm. that's what julie said she said she picked up on that or like maybe she thought it was foreshadowing at the end that he maybe would try to sabotage the situation but like i didn't pick up on that at all so the tw- the couple twists were really yeah. good uh especially like the first time when he man what was it the, the first time he realized that he was realized he was a bad guy my first one with him was when uh he snaps at his friend for trying to kiss anne hathaway because he goes, hey, what the fuck? And he's, he do says, I have to beat like, your ass again? Yeah, it's like, do I have to kick your ass again? And I'm like, oh, this guy is like a weird, insecure, like trying to do like a hyper masculine thing. 
Um, and he's like, first date back here, you're trying to fuck it up? And I was like, huh, that's a weird choice for a good character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I totally forgot about yeah. that scene because, man, I think we're going to talk about this. Yeah. That yeah. Joel character. Yeah. Man. The, but that's, that's a, a good Which one's line. the Joel character? The guy that the, did the... the the guy that's yeah. uh, basically they, was just, they had the scene with, yeah. That's uh, the only good guy in this whole town, right? Besides <laughs> the fact of, that he, he's but enabling. But he never intervened. Yeah, he enables. Yeah, he, never did. The, he yeah. and he just he was on Jason Sudeikis' side through the whole time. And there's some going to be some people who are like, I'm never going to watch this movie. I want to just listen to this episode anyways. So basically, what happens is like Anne Hathaway's character decides she's not romantically involved with Jason Sudeikis' character and ends up sleeping with one of his friends. And when he finds that out, when Jason Sudeikis' character find that, finds that out, he goes full villain. Like, that's sort of yeah. when we full find insult. out that like... <laughs> Jason Sudeikis is purposefully turning into the robot and terrorizing Soul for fun. Yeah. And then when Anne intervenes and tries to get him to stop, that's when the whole rest of the movie starts to happen. And, like, it's about the two characters making sure that, well, Jason wants to go in the sandbox and destroy the city. And Anne's trying to keep him out of the sandbox. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. The, I think, as a note, he doesn't really give a shit about being in the sandbox. Yeah. He cares I, about I mean, controlling her, and he's right. l- using it as leverage. That's the context. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't really care who gets hurt. Because, um, yeah, he, he's just saying, like, even after they have a humongous falling out, he does a lot of unforgivable things. And he's like, you're going to stay here, or I'm going to keep going back to Seoul and just smashing shit. Yeah, when she threatens and, to leave. Yeah, and that's like, you know, a pretty sickening and upsetting, like, abusive behavior. Um, And I think that was really well done in this movie. He's a manifestation of, like, toxic behavior patterns, toxic masculinity, um, and Abusive relationships, especially, too, you know, where, like, no matter what I do, you're going to stay situation. And, like, I I really noticed it that one time where he apologized, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that I got so mad that I hurt you. Yeah. And, like, that is something I think that happens a lot in abusive relationships where the abuser makes sure the next day that everything's fine and doesn't do, doesn't take any steps to prevent that from happening in the future, but wants to make sure that the person they abuse is not going to leave them. Yeah. Seeing that scene was was pretty upsetting, too. Even just the apology scene where you just know that shit is not going to stay the same even after the big apology, even after he cries and you see how sad his life is. Uh, Sorry, what are you going to say, Jace? Well... Uh, I mean, to your point there, I thought it was like they did really good with the set work, mm-hmm. like specifically for that scene, because you have to take so much context from from what the characters aren't saying or the, the yeah. short jives. Like watching he had a wife and, the body and a, language and everything. He had yeah. a, he had a kid before and he had a wife before. And it's very obvious that he was likely the one that fucked that up. And then his house is an absolute mess. He's trying to he's definitely gassed almost gaslighted her a few times like there we don't Mm. get the entirety of the information because she is getting blackout drunk like there are a few times where you're you're given that's a good point i didn't think about that way yeah at the beginning of the movie he's like we talked about this tv yesterday but you know Mm. it's whether or not he's a reliable or unreliable narrator because we don't know what that's a really situation is i didn't see it like that so like yeah i think essentially what you're saying right is like she she blacks out almost every single night Mm -hmm. and he's getting her drunk like he owns the bar yes, <laughs> that yes. they're hanging out at after closing hours and so like there are conversations that we don't see and that mm. Anne's character doesn't remember and, and he is so, supplying the information for them right so you know even if that conversation did happen which it might not have he's the i guess the implication would be that he's 
leading those conversations so that in some way she can rely on him. Right. And, oh, well, I have this TV and this furniture because of this guy. So if I just left, you know, that would kind of be a dick move. Yeah. And it's really sinister. for the bar. He's you know? real. Sinister <laughs> is a good word to, yeah. like, describe the character. Yeah. Really good villain. I think it's going to be hard for me to unsee him from this role, right? too. I haven't seen Ted Lasso, so I'm like, shit, am I even going to enjoy this after he played that so well? Ted Lasso um, might erase it. It's a, he's it. a, he's a complete wholesome. 180. <laughs> Thinking about the fact that he could play Ted Lasso after playing this character is like... Yeah. yeah, okay. So, you know, really, I think every actor played really well in their roles, too. Like, Tim Blake Nelson is Garth. Tim the, Blake Nelson is amazing. He's so good. Yeah, he's, he's amazing so good. everything he does. Um, his arc was kind of sad. It was. It felt like, felt like a dropped strand where um, Jason Sudeikis' character airs out his cocaine addiction. Yeah. And he just says, fuck you, and then leaves and has a really... Um, awkward scene where they're all drunk and they're all just fighting and more more that Jason Sudeikis' character is just abusing all these people in this room. That scene was like really difficult to watch. I was squirming in my seat. Yeah. But the two friends, you know, Joel and Garth, I feel like they also played that role of just like the meek friends who kind of enable their shitty friend to do these things. Um, but they played it in just different different ways. That kind of that was what i was going to say earlier in that mm -hmm. the highlight for every character in this movie to me is that they're not perfect people and that like the one person that you could see as redeemable in that friend group is still an enabler and like even thinking back to anne hathaway's boyfriend yeah who is dealing with a like a pretty difficult situation but n like handling it like the worst way he you could ever he's an asshole a, he freaks ass. out he kicks her out yeah. he won't talk to her on the phone and, and every then the time they talk he's like are you using you're using aren't you yeah. god i told you you need to stop that your life's gonna suck just talking down to her and yeah. then yeah and then you find out like he's and it's like for this movie everybody in this movie is like a colossal asshole <laughs> like <laughs> ding ding woo he used it and here's what's wild about this movie we're talking a lot about uh deep subjects but we're not i'm sure there's people who haven't seen this movie and are like what about the fucking giant robot and the shit like why are you guys <laughs> talking about the side stuff yeah um I well feel that's like i think that's where yeah. this movie kind of messes yeah. up in a way right where mm-hmm I almost want to see like a longer version of this movie where there's more about the monsters. Like it, that's it kind of almost as a kaiju movie because like if the, if it was everything it is now plus maybe five ten minutes of kaiju stuff, then it might be pretty cool. Like it might be like way better. <laughs> I think that's my yeah. big takeaway from this movie is that it really did the interpersonal conflict well but there are a lot of tonal problems that it has there could have been a psychological thriller version of this right where maybe like cape fear or like um what's that movie with michelle pfeiffer and uh harrison ford <laughs> uh air force one and uh it could have been like an awesome psychological thriller but they would enter they would interstitch these like comical scenes in the middle of dramatic scenes and the music was off a little bit right like there was there wasn't like a high tension music it was more of just if there was any music at all sometimes it wasn't any at all and uh, yeah i didn't quite know what they were going for like if they jumped into the psychological thrill i would have been like this movie is amazing if they jumped all the way into comedy i would have said oh man this movie is amazing but instead they tried to do both and yet therefore did neither 
Yeah, that was my biggest complaint with this movie was the tonal inconsistencies. I think it was partially intentional. I think they wanted to make a movie that kind of dives deep, builds up tension, and almost when it gets too much, they relieve it with a gag. That's pretty funny. And they have some really funny scenes in this movie. Um, And I think it turned a lot of people off. There's a lot of indie movies that do this shit all the time where they make a tonal mess. And it's like, yeah, exactly, because that's how life is sometimes. And some people really, really connect to that aspect. Um, But some people really don't. Maybe there's merits to making a movie like that where it's different. Maybe it's not all one note. It touches a lot of subjects. But yeah, right. Like it it didn't uh, connect with me in that same way. I was getting whiplash a lot um, after these these tough scenes. What I also wanted to explore more, too, was the origins of the kaiju stuff, which they also don't really get into that much. Um, They explain that she gets struck by lightning when she's like eight years old or something. And so does um, Jason Sudeikis' character. And then she's holding a diorama of souls. So that's the connection to Korea. (laughs) Uh, He's stomping on it like a kaiju. They yes. they both had dioramas with action figures with with mm-hmm. models. And his was a robot and hers was a monster. Yeah. Uh huh. So that's lightning logic. So if you're holding a diorama with something and have something in your backpack, well, excuse me, they covered that mm-hmm. by saying that Stephen Hawking, yes, uh, was <laughs> Stephen Hawking said if you have uh, an action figure in your backpack, you will become a giant version of that in Seoul. We need to rethink physics altogether. <laughs> Could you imagine, so like, throughout a lot of this movie, I was saying, she could technically go to the cops, but then movie logic, not, let's mm-hmm. not go into the, the logic of abuse and the cycles of that, but right. movie logic, what if they found out, that they meaning the government, found out that if you get struck by lightning while stomping on the diorama of a city and holding an action figure... You turn into that monster. We did this with Clifford. Start destroying. <laughs> they would put people in, in fields. They would. They would shock them <laughs> while like making them stomp their enemies' cities and holding like so you, a giant like a soldier toy. U.S. and Russia would have like fifteen hundred each of of lightning. It would be it would be <laughs> lightning mad. people. It would be MAD mutually assured destruction. Just by, uh, I don't know if that's, do you guys think that'd be better or worse than by nuclear weapons? Oh, Jesus. Um, fuck, I hate this, this but it's- my age poorly. It, it would, uh, it would be better, yeah. I think, because you can use your giant monsters to fight their giant monsters. Because you could have defense You could have ones. a diorama of your own city. Yeah, defense Whoa. monsters. So you just have thousands and thousands and thousands of giant kaijus fighting each other. Um, be pretty sick. That yeah, actually, would, dude. If you cut off the kaiju head, the person dies. Oh, they they die. Yeah, right. Oh, that's a good point. Because there's there's feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a little bit of feedback. So like, you could also turn this into like fighting championships where you have like a okay, diorama so of a field in like Nebraska. Yes. Oh. And then you do it with that, and then you get yeah. boxing matches between the uh, monsters. You could do that. I mean, even you don't might even have not have to open up a new portal because there's already one that exists between uh, fucking Albany, New York and Seoul, Korea. I mean, you can almost have like a, you know, like a quantum entanglement thing, maybe between those two cities. I don't know. It's in upstate New York somewhere. Oh. Um, some kind of small piece of shit town. Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like maybe, you know, there's 
there's like there's like an entanglement between the two maybe there's like a technology they can develop um the government could already take advantage of that some kind of communication system some kind of infinite energy bullshit i mean but maybe that's not exciting and is a good of a movie so rich people watch who um what's the breakdown here because uh if um You know, you probably want two people fighting each other in the sandbox so that you get to watch mm-hmm. the monsters fight. Um, you got to make sure you have the right thing in your backpack, because if it's like a stapler and you just show up as a giant stapler, that's like not super uh, exciting. Yeah. yeah. What if they didn't have the action figures? Would they show up as something else? Half a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's got bite marks. <laughs> a magnum condom. <laughs> Never used. <laughs> A DVD copy of Time Cop 2 versus a half-eaten sandwich. They're punching each other. How'd they get arms? <laughs> would that be even more alarming than a literal giant lizard yes. monster? Yes, it would be. <laughs> a ham sandwich that just falls over on a city? Jesus Christ. And the One fact thing, that it disappears at like it 9 o'clock. Like, so what if you know people eat it and then it just... It, uh, oh, yeah. So that's one thing, too. Snaps out of their you know, existence. So, yeah. They did do a good job of explaining the mechanic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And therefore, there was a lot of inconsistencies with like when the monsters appeared because there's people just sitting around in bars drinking beer at 8.05 in the morning. So I think the 8.05 in the morning was emphasized like on pickups or in editing rather than like in the original script. Yes, I I agree, Ryan, because it wasn't consistent. They're like 8.05 a.m. in Korea or New York time. Right. And it seemed not to be consistent at all. There would be alarms would go off when they weren't at the playground, which, you know, I watched it last week and then I rewatched it today. It seemed like they only appear when she's in the playground. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is it like and and don't you think they would maybe evacuate the area? I think they would evacuate the entire city, not just like. Yeah. It shows a, up the a same three square blocks uh, every other day. Yeah, because there's like guys in like hot dog carts and stuff like up, like underneath the thing. They're like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, this I is the know eighth this time happen. this has happened, guys. Like, <laughs> like millions of people are running. And I'm like, you guys think that maybe you would have just roped it off? Yeah, Get your colossal dogs. Colossal dogs like, here. It was probably a shift in late <laughs> production or something like that. Yeah, and I, I, Ryan, I actually wrote down that note, and we were talking about tone before, because um, I think this movie either cut out too much or left too much in, yeah. uh, because I think there's multiple movies in here. I feel like they filmed a shitload of stuff and edited it down to a specific concept, because I think there's a lot more to it than this. Yeah. This movie could be five hours long, and it could be just an epic, um, or it could just be a shorter story about controlling a giant monster and the hijinks that ensue. Right. We should probably get One. into the review. Anne meter? Hathaway meter? Jace? Hathawometer? The meters. <laughs> the meter. Hathawometers. The meter for uh, for Colossal. Wow. I'm kind of dreading this. Kind of dreading yeah. this meter. I think Anne Hathaway did did good. She did, yeah. done did good. Um, she done did it. I'm in, insofar as understanding that the character is is hugely flawed and like you know me being upset and frustrated about the reactions in certain in these situations like to jason sudeikis is like oh you're going to do this and it's like you don't have to work at that bar i understand it's a movie it's like you can leave and um so you know actually i think like my biggest gripe and maybe 
you know, likely not her fault. Is at the very end of the movie, she walks into a bar in Korea after she yeets Jason Sudeikis, and she's mm-hmm. immensely sad. And then she looks at the bartender and says, "Do you want to hear an amazing story?" It's like, what the fuck? Why is yeah, this? That like, was a strange. <laughs> it's like alluding to something. It's like a one eighty from like what the character was. And then I did like yeah. when the bartender was like, "Do you want a drink?" And then she was like, oh, no, I shouldn't have one. Like kind of grounding, kind of coming back. But like, so again, yeah, with that tonal, tonal mishmash of the movie, I think she, I think she did well. I think uh, there was a lot of good physical acting with like the gags of falling asleep at random times and being asleep, you know, when a normal person shouldn't be asleep. So it's up there. I think this is performance rise probably right under... Um, Devil Wears Prada and Princess Diaries. I think I'm going to give her an eight for this one. Hmm. Nice. Sweet. Eight on the end meter. Uh, double O's, half a snowman, two thirds of a snowman. Um, for this one, yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Jace. Like, this is uh, kind of outside of her t- typical wheelhouse, which I really appreciated. It was really well done. Um, there were no duds. Maybe I shouldn't be looking for duds because I'm so used to them <laughs> for certain actors. Um, but she was really good in this movie. Jace, I felt your same frustrations with her character where I was like, why doesn't she get out of it? Why does she go to the police? Why doesn't she do this, this, this? But then I realized also like that is the same thing that people do with like abusive relationships yeah. too. I mean, you know, it's she you see her get entrapped. The circumstances are unusual, but I think that was it was also designed to make us think like that, too. Yeah. Maybe to be to be like, oh, shit, like she has no choice. Um, so I appreciated that aspect um, and just seeing her path of self-destruction, but just in a really real way was something I really appreciated in this movie. Um, I think she delivered everything really well. Her physical acting too, just stumbling around, um, but even being comedic, like when she was kind of dancing as the monster, but then coming to like the horrific reality that she's like, oh shit, I just slapped a helicopter and killed a guy. Like, and she's like, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm gonna get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was just really good. Um, I thought she did super great in this movie i'm trying to think about what i want to give her um but honestly i have no issues with um her performance in this movie i thought it was really great she was in most of the movie i think this is very much an anne hathaway movie if you're a fan of her you're gonna really love this um i'm okay with giving her a 10 for that reason wow Um, our meters you know we've already established our meters are different okay my metrics probably gonna be different anyone else's um this is a 10 on the Anne meter Anne hathaway fans uh check this movie out very good Wow, I, uh, oof, sorry guys, I disagree. I thought this was, I think I said this along the same lines earlier, but like, she doesn't normally play this type of character. I thought she, I do think she did pretty well. Uh, I don't think she was the star of the show, however. And like, I think that was my main takeaway was like, yeah, Anne Hathaway did pretty good and she was the main character, but dang, Jason Sudeikis did really, really, like he knocked it out of the park. So like, yeah. It's hard for me to give her a really high score when she wasn't my favorite actor in the movie. Or at least, like, her performance wasn't my favorite performance. Um, she was in it quite a bit, I think, pretty much every scene, right? So, man, you, you have me persuaded a little bit. So I'm going to bump it up to a six. Hmm. I think I was, I was going to go with a five because it was good, but not great. But I think out of I think a little bit out of her type. Okay. So a snowman head with a bendy carrot on top. <laughs> On top? Yes. Off to the... S- oh, warm. you're describing the number six. The six, yeah. Yes. As oh. they say about the number six. Fair enough. Um, Jace, you want to kick us off on the movie meter? What did we feel about Colossal? Movie meter, this is the, this is the harder of the two. This is, yeah. um, <laughs> this is one where we actually pretend like we know what we're talking about. Specific, yes. Like, 
I, I think if, if somebody listens to the entirety of the podcast up until now, they're going to understand our feelings uh, and, you know, some of it. It was tonally, it's a wishwash like the scene with Jason Sudeikis pulling the illegal firework out of the back of the oh, bar Jesus. and lighting the bar on fire was like, okay, he did great, but I don't believe it because I don't know why he's doing it or why any of the other patrons of the bar are like, why is he throwing <laughs> chairs up at the, yeah. the escalation just seemed, it seems strange. And you know, that, that isn't, that isn't limited to that scene in the movie. And I did have to rewatch it today. So I watched it, watched it last week, late last week and kind of lost a lot of it. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of lasting impressions outside of Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis acting well. So, you know, for me, it comes down to like, I think about, I think it's a six. For me, it's a, a little, it's above average for a movie. It's a movie like that I think I, I would tell people to watch. And I've obviously watched it twice now, but it's not like a, a rewatcher. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, that's fair. A six. Yeah, Jace, I'm agreeing with you. I think we are all kind of having similar feelings about this movie. Um, This movie felt a lot like a reel to me. So like some indie movies kind of have the same thing where individual pieces are amazing. Cinematography was beautiful in this movie. Yeah. The score was good. The individual acting scenes, I was like gripped. I was held in. But the sum of its parts is where it kind of fell apart. It was almost like they made this movie as a thing to show other professionals to be like, yeah, I made I put together that scene. See how good it was. You know, hire me for your bigger project that's going to make more money. Um, and as a whole, we talked about this before too, like it was a tonal mess. There were a lot of threads that felt unresolved, underdeveloped. There were characters I wanted to explore more. Um, there were concepts that were really good that I think they should have gone farther with and cut certain things out. This movie, I think explores a lot of really interesting concepts. It does it extremely, extremely well. Um, and even brings a new thing into the Kaiju universe. But overall, when it ended, me and Amber were just kind of like, huh, Hmm. Okay, yeah. So when when you when yeah. a movie ends with "huh," I think it's gonna be a six point five for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it up a little bit above six because I think I enjoyed aspects of it. Yeah, but yeah, not I, that good. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on I'm on the same page. I think if you would have given it a six, I also would have given it a six just to complete the number of the beast. But oh, fuck, uh, I fucked it up. I'm gonna go with a seven, you guys. Oh, mostly because I love kaiju movies and i think you guys know this about me but i just i gobble them up like the newest version of all the godzilla movies throw them at me uh i don't think they're very good but i love them (laughs) and uh like the kong movies and all that like the one way that i think this wasn't a kaiju movie is that normally those are monsters and they're portrayed as monsters where in this the the monsters are more of a character or like an alter ego sort of and the for me it was like oh look what i did when i was drunk they wake up in the morning and they see footage of you know something that they don't remember and like whoa that was me i did all those bad things and yeah uh for kaiju normally it's like people against the monster and in this way i thought i liked the spin but it's hard to be like, yeah, these monsters were awesome with a movie that's like where the monsters are actually like alcoholism and abuse. Uh, yeah. I knew that it was going to not be a kaiju movie from the opening few seconds when they showed the monster. Mm-hmm. Like literally the opening scene was like showing you what the monster looks like. And that's a no, no for monster movies. Any form of monster. That's a good movie. Point. It's a yeah, horror movie think about that. where there's like a villain who's supposed to be scary or like a ghost movie or whatever, especially Godzilla. Like, you know, you show you show like 
footage of the destruction. Then you show like a big wave. Then you show the foot like stomping down <laughs> yeah. on, next to somebody. And then only in the climax of the movie do you show the whole monster. Uh, this went in a different direction. So I think that the there just wasn't enough content. And I, I would have really liked that. I probably would have probably would have been amazing if they went like, let's show monster fights. Instead, we saw them human form fighting. And that wasn't fun. That was not fun. It was sad. It was sad and yeah, they didn't have the CGI so, for that. They totally. didn't have the budget. Oh, well, that's the other thing too. <laughs> yeah. The kind, the monsters didn't look, move like monsters. Like if you think about a windmill, like in those windmill farms, those tips on those windmills are going like 60 miles an hour. They're, they're shooting. They're going so fast, those windmills. But they yeah, look yeah. like they're going really slow because they're so big. And in this movie, the monsters moved at the same overall rate that Anne Hathaway moved. Like if she dropped her arm a good point. with gravity, like it just went like woof, down to the ground, the monster would do the same thing. That monster's arm would be breaking the sound barrier. <laughs> and so the monsters like needed to have some sort of like sloggy delay to them to and really for their punches too. Like when they slapped each other, like the slaps were quick. And that makes me think that they're light, right? Because human hands are relatively light to three hundred foot tall giant monsters. So, like, it needed to have more of a thud to it. And that's a really stupid criticism of this <laughs> movie. And it's really <laughs> off kilter. I'm sorry, but, like... More realistic monsters. Seriously. There yeah, was more gonna, rom-com in The Devil Wears Prada than there was kaiju in this one. It's bullshit. Well, I, Too much I think wrong. you're making a joke, but you're not wrong. <laughs> not enough Godzilla. That <laughs> uh, doesn't work. Please continue, Ryan. That's it. This is What'd a Romzilla movie? Uh, I'm going seven. Seven. Uh, carrot bent in half for this one. I don't Snowman like the carrot, carrot stuff. Half. You don't like the carrot stuff? A twig? He's got um, terrible eyesight. Stop antagonizing him. Uh, but there you have it, folks. Let us know what you think about Colossal if you watch this. Um, feel free to shoot us a DM, too, about what you think. Yeah. But I believe next week, it's my turn to pick the movie. The dictatorial power is transferred to you, boy. The for what? the synopsis, um, I've been thinking long and hard about what I want to pick. I was between two movies, but I put up a certain Instagram poll the other day, and we got a lot of requests. I oh, thought, oh God, it's fucking Ella Enchanted. I'm going to have to throw our fans a little bone here. We don't throw them a lot of bones. We I didn't realize that's fed. what you were doing, because I would, only gave joke responses. So, yeah, guys. It's Ella Enchanted, we're doing, we're doing it, Ella Enchanted. Okay, we gotta do it. We got so many requests. I got people texting me, tell us, telling us to watch Ella Enchanted. I haven't seen That's this fair. thing since I watched it. How in many theaters, freaking like 20 princess years ago. movies is she in? She's in a good amount. All right, and we still have enough runway to watch PD too. If if anyone wants to suggest it, all right. Ella Enchanted. I wanted to do Les Mis maybe because she wanted. I'm kind of worried but, about know. that one. She it's yeah. gonna be. She's in the movie for 15 minutes. Oh, that's fuck. Yeah, that's well, a tough can, one. Yeah. Well, she Ellen might Shanted, have a high score, but she might. Yeah, maybe for Hugh Jackman season or or French movie season. But we hope you guys will join us for next week with Ella Enchanted. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna review it. I'm hyped. And uh, thanks for watching the movie. If you did for this one, I think uh, I think it is worth a watch, even if we didn't give it a perfect score. I'm hella enchanted. For, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. nice. Pull that back out next episode. Nice. Uh, <laughs> But thanks for joining us, guys. You guys got anything to, to say or plug? Watch the movie. It's a colossal concept. And uh, I think, yeah, it, it's worth watching. Thanks for joining us, guys. Join us next week. This movie looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm looking through the photos on IMDb and it looks atrocious. 